Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs> What is up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to the Tetsano Podcast. Once again, I'm Josh Shivanov. As always, welcome by the one and only Angel Ortega. Uh, lots to talk about this week. Obviously, we got UC Columbus. We're going to tackle some news. We also got some fan questions coming in. As always, we're brought to you by Rogue Energy. If you want 10% off your order at RogueEnergy.com, use the code SOUNDOFF at checkout. It's code SOUNDOFF at checkout for 10% off of all your energy needs. Uh, obviously, a great sponsor of the show for a long time. Love working with them. Great, uh, great sponsor, great people over there, great products. Again, with 10% off your order, code SOUNDOFF at RogueEnergy.com. Last Saturday night from Columbus, Ohio, Nationwide Arena. Honestly, bit of a banger of a card in my personal opinion. Curtis Blades, though, in the main event, knocking out Chris Dawkins in the second round. Certainly not the way that a lot of people thought it was going to go. Obviously, a lot of people just kind of assume maybe, you know, Blades play it safe, maybe just go out there wrestling. Nah, man, comes out and immediately cracks Dawkins. Um, man, as far as the performance goes, essentially flawless on the side of Curtis Blades, but uh, as far as it goes, who do you want to see him face next? What were your thoughts on his performance last Saturday? I mean, I feel like you can get any any top guy now, you know? Uh, I know it wasn't... He's coming off a win, right? Volkov, right? If I believe so. Uh, he beat Yarzinho last time out. So he's running a three-win streak right now. Volkov, Yarzinho, and... Uh... Dawkins, right? Uh, no, he's two fights. He Dawkins Garcino got knocked out by Lewis, and then he beat Volkov before that. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't think they'll put him against Derek. I mean, it just depends what they kind of want to do to him. If they want to put maybe they maybe Stipe potentially, but I don't know if they'll do Tuivasa. I mean, he has options. I mean, he's just not in a super good position because of the people he's lost to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe they would. Maybe they'd want a Derek rematch, which I don't know. I don't know if Derek wants that. And I don't know if they'll do that for Derek or for him. But I feel like that actually, in my opinion, makes the most sense to an extent if he wants to get back into title contention if they were to do it properly. But I don't think they'll end up doing that. Yeah, I also think he's in a bad position, not only because of the people he's lost to, but just because heavyweights in a cl- in a culture fuck, honestly, at the moment. Yeah. Um, I mean, Ghanu's out, you know. Jones, who knows if he's ever going to fight again. He says that he is, but... He says he is, Josh. I mean, you got to believe him. It's not like John Jones has ever lied before or anything, you know. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as far as Blades go, I have no idea who he's going to fight next. He's in such a bad position. Not only does he have two losses to the champion that were just so dominant, he also lost to Lewis. I do think, like, if he were to go ahead and fight him again, I think he'd probably beat him, you know. But regardless, I don't... I don't know if they want to give run that fight back so quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, as far as his performance goes, flawless. I did not like this matchup, honestly, for, for Doc, it's more than anything. It was a quick turnaround for him, too. It was a quick turnaround, and it was rough. And obviously, he, uh, you know, got knocked out. Afterwards, Curtis Blades actually gave a suggestion that a lot of people have been recently talking about. I want to get your take on this. Chris Dawkins, um, he hasn't really talked about it. I don't believe but some people have talked about how maybe he should consider going down to light heavyweight. He walks around at about 240, but he has a whole lot of flab on him. Um, is that a move that you think could be in his future, especially considering he's lost badly to two top guys? I don't know. 
I mean, maybe he could, but I feel like that's a very big commitment for a guy at his age, like 32 years old. Like, I don't know, man. I mean, maybe he could do it. I mean, he's 6'3". Maybe if he does it right, gets the right nutrition around him, cuts down, feels comfortable, maybe he could get some stuff rolling, but I don't know. I think he's maybe one of those guys who's just genuinely heavyweight. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm kind of in the camp of if he wants to try it out, it'd be interesting. Cause you could tell, you know, Curtis is talking about, he's like, you know, you can walk around at 240, but you're not a heavyweight, you know. Curtis walks around 260. You can see that there was a bit of a size difference just in terms of, like, physicality, in terms of strength and stuff. And Chris Dawkins, he's not bad at heavyweight, but if he wants to – if he wants to be a contender, maybe that's a move that he should look to make in the future. Still only 32 years old, though, so we'll see what happens to him moving forward. Coleman, I mean, honestly, the main event didn't really have any stakes. This Coleman event, though, we talked about it going in Alexa Grasso. She can move her way into title contention. She moved down to flyweight back in 2020. She was on a two-fight winning streak, and she's taking on Joanne Wood, former supposed-to-be title challenger. Um, you know, ranked in the top ten essentially since the division started, and man, she made it look easy in there. She goes in there, surprisingly gets a submission. That was her first ever submission win, Angel. Surprisingly, um, she gets it done in one in uh, round one. What do you think is next for her? Um, and just how impressed we're here with her victory on last uh, last Saturday. I was impressed, man. Good for her. I mean, she's she's grown a lot, and. Uh... Especially in this division, man. I mean, she's made her way up really quick. Um, I mean, she is uh, doing everything the right way. You know, right now everything's going really well. She's, she's 28, man. She's so young and she has so much time. And and really, if she does it right, I mean, maybe she could do it. Obviously, she once she gets into that title fight, though, that's going to be the the hardest test. I mean, beating. Look, it's it's not to downplay any of the girls, right? I mean, everybody's really good in division. But there's a significant gap between the champ and the rest of the division. You know, no one's even been close to beating Valentina uh, in her title in her title reign in this specific weight class. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, she's lost uh, when she's fought uh, Amanda, but not in her weight class, respectively. I mean, she's she's dominated it pretty well. And uh, at least the one good thing, though, right now is they're keeping her motivated, or they're trying to keep Valentina, I think, motivated by giving her options and a number of different people because they're trying to push some people because they they already got Talia Santos. You know, schedule that's going to happen in Singapore. Alexa Grosso is in the picture. Uh, and we haven't even talked about it in a while, but uh, Misha Tate, dude, she's going to fight Lauren Murphy. Another option mm-hmm. there. And uh, Manny Firo, who fought on this card, and we're going to talk about her probably here in a bit. She's also making her way up. She's seven now. She jumped up six spots. So, you know, and like I said, there's a significant gap right now between the champ and the rest of the division. So for Alexa Grosso, I mean, it's just the kind of how much progress she can make, how hard she can keep growing. And, I mean, clearly she's working very hard. Uh, but I do think she's going to have to get another win in. I know Jessica Andrade is scheduled to fight someone. I can't remember who it is on top of my head. Maybe she, she gets, She's moving back down to to um, Strawweight. Oh, she's going down to Strawweight. Oh, never mind. Yeah. Well, I was going to say maybe the loser of that. I forgot who she was scheduled against, but I thought it was anyway. Maybe the loser of Lauren Murphy, uh, Misha Tate. Maybe she gets that, puts her in a number one contender position. Mm-hmm. Uh I think that's probably the thing that makes the most sense. Wait for that fight to plan out, and then she gets that up. Uh, she gets the winner or loser of that. I feel like that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, personally, dude, I'm so impressed with Alexa Grasso. I've hyped her up for a long time, and if she really did look like somebody that was going to be not really failed potential, but not as good as you would like, 
I remember hearing about her coming out of the Lobo gym like years ago, dude. Um, she was fighting an Evicta, and uh, she got moved to the UFC pretty quick, and I forget just how young she was, dude. And now she's still 28 years old. She's on a nice winning streak. As far as looking to the future, I think I like what you said, said there with the, the Lauren Murphy-Misha Tate fight. I think she'd probably fight the winner of that one um, and probably have the winner of that challenge, Valentina Shevchenko. I mean, obviously, I like that uh, Shevchenko Talia Santos fight a whole lot. I think people are kind of sleeping on oh, yeah. Talia Santos a bit there. You I know? think everybody is. We need to see that one play out first. I think that's very important, too. Yeah, because I mean, she's, she's improved so much. She looks so fucking good. I mean, you're not 19 and 1 for no reason, especially. I mean, she could be undefeated in the UFC too. I mean, she lost her first fight by split decision. Yeah, and it's not just how she's. I mean, she's dominating these girls. Like there are some people that you're seeing making their way up the division, and I really don't want to take a shot at, at Alexa Grasso because she, she just did just have a great win. Um, but outside of that, you know, she had a she had a close win over Macy Barber, a close win over G on Kim. She she's making her way up the vision by like you know kind of point fighting and you see that happen a lot where like these girls will have these kind of winning streaks based off of the fact of like oh it's close cl- uh, close split decision I think Lauren Murphy had like three of her four decision victories come via split before fighting for the title or something something close to that um, and you know whenever they you, you're not impressed with them before they face Shevchenko Talia Santos is not making any bones of like she's she is dominating these girls. It's not even close when she actually faced off against them. So I do think she's being a bit overlooked. So people are just like, oh, maybe Alexa Grasso can just fight Chuchenko later. I'm like, dude, don't look overlook don't overlook Talia Santos. But yeah, as far as the future, I would love to see uh Grasso versus the winner of Misha Tate or Murphy. I honestly like the move. We didn't really talk about it in the moment. Do you like the move of Misha Tate moving down to one twenty five? I think that I honestly think it's like a, a really smart move by her. I mean, we'll see how it works out. I mean She's progressed a lot, and really, she can get to that title shot really quick in this division, honestly. I think, honestly, I think she had better odds moving quicker in this division than her previous division, if I'm being quite honest. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it was a good choice. Uh, hopefully she, apparently, according to her, she's making all the right moves. We'll have to see, though. We have to see how the weight cut goes and how she does against Lauren Murphy. But I think Lauren Murphy's a really good matchup for her, too, though. Yeah, and that's no disrespect to Lauren Murphy, but I'm kind of, I'm kind of, waiting for a minute for that Lauren Murphy, like, Cinderella story to kind of, like, come crashing down. That's I mean, not it kind, the, of, I mean, I mean, it kind of did. It just, did against Shevchenko. She got but, badly beaten, but she was still on an insane run before that. I mean, she had a couple of, you know, yeah, close yeah, decisions yeah. in there. But, you know, five, six, five winning streak to get the title. Still do something. She could still do something, you know, right now. Yeah, but I do think that, that Misha Tafai, which is going down May 14th, I think that's a really good match for Misha, man. I know, that's what I'm saying. I think they're trying to fast-track her to the title, potentially. Um, which I don't blame them, you know. Um, but, there, that, she, you know, what's interesting. There's a lot of moving and shaking going on at 125. Because I'm not sure if you heard about this fight. So, you know how Caitlyn Shukagan, ranked number two, she's never going to fight for the title again, at least if Shushenko's champion. Um, but she's so good that she beats essentially everybody else. I'm not sure. Have you heard of her next fight? Who's she fighting? So May 14th, this card is it's going to be headlined versus by Jan Rochic. I just mentioned how Misha is going to be fighting Warren Murphy on there. Also on there, Caitlin Shukagian is going to be taking on Amanda Hebos, who is moving up the flyweight. Really? She just decided to make that move? She decided to make that move, and she's getting the number two ranked person in the division. Wow, options upon options. I wonder why she's deciding to do that. 
probably just sees how the division is at 125 versus uh, 115. I think that's probably the smart move for her, honestly. She's only fought at 125 one time. It was against Paige Van Zandt. That's what she submitted her in the first, so. I mean, good for her. I mean, I, I just, that's interesting. I wonder if she's, I guess, I guess because of the Marina Rodriguez you know, fight, maybe that's why she's doing that. Potentially. Uh, I don't know. Regardless, 125 is in a good place right now, but, um, you know, I think it's actually a more interesting division. A lot of people give it credit for, but I think we spent a long, long enough on that division. Moving on down, still in UC Columbus, Brian Barbarena, Matt Brown. This is fight of the night for sure. Barbarena ends up getting the split decision victory. In Matt Brown's hometown, both these guys, interestingly enough, both of them were on the last fight of their deal um, in this one. And, you know, Barbarena defeats Brown and uh, gets booed out of the fucking building. First of all, did you agree with the decision? And secondly, what were your thoughts on just the absolute, the horrific Ohio uh, crowd booing the shit out of him? Maybe we should just use to be these crowds, man. You know how it is. True, true. Uh, no surprise. I mean, I didn't have an issue with the decision. I, I know some people had it for Matt Brown, but uh, yeah, I, I didn't personally. I, but yeah, uh, I mean, I thought Barbarina won it, but it was very, very close. It was fun though. I mean, it doesn't matter. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, and plus, that it's not you know, I think it's not shady to say a little bit, but none of these guys are fighting for a title anytime soon, so I don't have like a big issue with that because of that too. I know it sucks for the person and for the other person if they obviously because you know they won the win, obviously. But, uh, I mean, it's okay, man. I, they had a fun fight. They both got paid well. I'm sure they both got bonuses. So, you know, fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, interestingly enough, um, both of those guys, like, I, like you went ahead and said they're not going to be fighting for a title anytime soon. But I found this actually very interesting. So, I mentioned how both these guys are on the last fights of their deals. Matt Brown has already signed a new contract. He lost the fight. Brian Barbarena has apparently not heard back. Apparently, they want to get out of the Brian Barbarena business, seemingly. Um, That's the UFC for you. Because he talked about it. He talked about, like, after the fight, he's like, yeah, I tried to meet with the UFC about, you know, potentially re-upping my contract, and they didn't want to talk about it. I was like, that's kind of fucked up, man, even though he won the fight. And they actually, I guess they must have thought it was just a horrific decision, because they also, I believe Matt Brown said they paid his win bonus. So... For some reason, they thought it was just a robbery or some shit. I don't know. Regardless, though, a nice man for Brian Barbarini. If that's the end of his UFC career, man, full props to him, dude. I mean, this is a guy that was never – you could see it in his body, dude. Like, he's not an athletic guy. He's not – he's just, he's a farm boy who has his own farm out in, like, Tennessee, I believe. That's clear. And he even – whenever he talked about his contract, he's like, yeah, if they don't re-up, I'm just going to go retire to the farm. You know, just take care of shit down there. Like, he just – you know, you kind of forget it because he's not like Bryce Mitchell with the super thick accent, but like, you know, he's a guy that came to swing and bang, been in the UC since 2014. We'll see what happens with him. I hope they read up his contract. He's never been in a boring fight ever. So we'll see what happens. I'm glad Matt Brown got another contract though. He is 41. Um, but dude, he comes to fight. I mean, he's still, even though like he's on a th- lost three of his last four, all those fights were close. The Conda fight was very close. He rocked Baeza before he, you know, got knocked out, nearly knocked out Baeza. And the split decision with Barbarana, it was a close fight, man. So I'm glad they re-upped his contract, at least. Moving on down to flyweight, Kai Car France, dude. Kai Car France is the one in 14-1. and He defeats Askar Askarov. Askarov was, I believe, the biggest favorite on the card. 
and uh, he beats him via unanimous decision. I will note, this was a very close fight. I saw some people saying that they thought Asherov won. What were your thoughts on the decision, and what were your thoughts on Kai Carr or Francis' performance on Saturday? I don't have any issues with it. Wasn't he trying to get appealed? I thought I saw something on Twitter about that. Um, I don't know. Let me see. There was some sort of news like that. I don't know if it was, like, Kai, uh, not Kai, uh, Oscar's camp was trying to appeal it, or the commission just thought there was a wrong decision, but I thought I saw something about it trying to get appealed. I don't see anything. I saw something on Twitter. I'm pretty sure I did. I'm, I'm 100% mm-hmm. sure about this. Regardless, though, it doesn't matter. I didn't have an issue with the decision. That I was fine. Uh, I mean, it was a good performance. I mean, I, not necessarily what I was expecting, but I mean, good for Kai Kara, man. I mean, he he did it. He beat him. He's he's the one, like you said, and uh, he put himself in a great position to to be in line for the for the title or even get himself in that conversation. Which I mean, we were talking about it before the show even started about kind of that division and kind of everything going on there. Mm, for sure, With the champ and the former champ. Yeah, I mean, 125, um, I mean, we talked about women's, might as well tackle men's, right? Right. Um, dude, I mean, Kaikar France might be getting a title shot next. Probably not, I will note, because, um, you know, Figueroa actually requested to not have to face Moreno next. Um, and his reason was he said that uh, Brandon Moreno's team made racist comments about him. Because uh, I guess before, like, this did is you, according... Did you oh. look into this, by the way? Because I heard about this. I heard the story. So I saw an ESPN Deportes interview with... Oh. Yeah. Uh, interview with Brandon <laughs> Reno. And he's talking about it, and he's like, yeah, I know what he's talking about. So I guess before they fought the third time, Moreno's coach was, like, messing with, like, filters on Instagram. And he was, like, he put, like... You know how, like, they have, like, monkey head and, like, other animal heads? Like, yeah. put on a body or whatever. He did it to Figueroa. He put a monkey on, like, his head, uh, but he also did it to Dana White and other people. And Moreno was like, he's just fucking lying. He's just scared. Like, he knows that I'm a bad matchup for him, so he doesn't want to fight me. So now he's making this shit up. That's, a, that's the – obviously, he didn't say that exactly. This, this man's a saint. He would not say that directly. But he essentially yeah. said he's and right. Then he, and, then, and then he called him a put no, <laughs> just, just No, but he essentially he essentially stated that just without cuss words. He's like, he's he's lying. He knows what he's doing. He knows that I'm a tougher matchup for him. He wants an easier fight. He said, I, he said I'm the real money fight. Because <laughs> you're taking everything I worked for, motherfucker. I'm fighting your ass. Play the you're fight your ass, motherfucker. Yeah, man. Um, they got to do that fourth fight. I mean, as far as... Are, are you are you kind of more accepting it? You know something, Josh? It, it weirds me out that you don't want it as much. Because you know something? In boxing, when there's a great boxing match, you know? I mean, you know, who who is it? I, I'm blanking on the guys right now, uh... Uh oh god. Marquez Pacquiao fought four times. Is that yeah, but, yeah, and uh what was the other the uh was it a Canadian fighter? And no, what is it? There's another really good one that they fought three times. One of the fighters passed away sadly. Gaddy Ward. Yeah, Arturo Gaddy Ward. Like you know, no 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 one fucking complains that they fought three times, but for some reason, Josh, in MMA it's 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 just different. Well it's it is different because like granted Gaddy Ward was a different situation because I believe those guys fought three times in a row. Yes. So that, that was a little bit different. That shit was sick. Um But in the case of, like, which these guys have already done, they're going to do it a fourth time. They, we spent two years on these guys. I mean, they've all been great, by the way. The division has not moved whatsoever. I'm accepting of it for the pure fact that I feel like, at the time, Pantoja deserved a title shot, right? And he didn't get it. He deserved it because Brandon was champ. I think that's, that's probably why. 
That's the only reason. But now that Figueroa's champ, I thought, you know, eh. But I thought the guy that probably should get it was Askarov because he was undefeated. He had a draw with Moreno. Look, I think it's more of a weird position now. He already beat Pantoja. Look, look, look. look, Let me get into it. I'm sorry to cut you off. I think it's more of a weird position now because Askarov lost. Because, look, Kaikara's lost to Brain, I'm pretty sure. He's lost. Yes. He lost to Pantoja on the Ultimate Fighter. He beat Askar. Askar beat everybody. And he beat Pantoja, right, if I believe so? He did. He beat Pantoja. And he he had a draw against Brandon. Pantoja's beat Brandon badly, and he had beat Kaikara while Brandon was champ. Like, they really put themselves in a quarter, and he had lost to Davidson, so he had his opportunity to get the title. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, here's, so I mean, the trilogy kind of fucked up everything, to be honest. I mean, here's what it also comes down to. The reason why I'm more accepting of it is, like, I didn't really get to finish my point real quickly, but like, the, when it comes to, like, a pa- uh, Pacquiao-Marquez situation in boxing, those guys fought four times over the span of, like, a decade. These guys oh, yeah. have fought four times in a row. That's a little bit different. Um, but as far as, like... Shit, I'm not complaining. And it also ended in a definitive way with Marquez knocking out Pacquiao. Granted, I believe he'd lost three of them before that, so whatever. Um <laughs> Still, I mean, it, great, all three of those fights were somewhat close, but he won every single one of them, I believe. There might be a draw in there. I don't really remember. I had not watched Pacquiao and Marquez in, like, years. Um, but when, with this situation, it's, I'm more accepting of it now because it's more clear. As much as I like Kaikara France, he has – he's gotten three wins in a row, which is dope. Two of those were knockouts. Uh, but at the same time, it's like Askarov is really – Rajito Barton – Bonterran, excuse me, um, is on like a bad winning streak. That's one of the wins. Cody Garbrandt, bad winning streak, one of the wins. And Askarov, which is dope. But if Askarov won, maybe there's a conversation, right? Because he'd beaten uh, Pantoja, he beat Joe B, he would have beaten Kaikara, Tim Elliott, draw with Moreno. You could do that fight. But since he lost, just do it. Just get it out of the way. Just do it soon, please. Um, yeah. Like I told you, I, I think the third the third fight kind of fucked everything up. Now thinking about it, kind of clearly, like the like, just looking at all the fighters and who they beat and how they beat them at the time, Pantoja made a lot of sense versus Brandon. And then that way, if Pantoja would have won, it would have been an easy it would have been an easy return to the title for Davison too. You know what I mean? Yeah, they should have just waited until Pantoja either got healthy or they should have given it to somebody else. Because now in the situation, because that fight was so close, they have to run it a fourth time. They really fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a that was a big mistake, and and I was excited for Pantoja. If I remember we talking about, it, I was down for that shit. Yeah, because I mean that would have been a, a trilogy fight right there as well. But also, you know, it was more interesting because you know Pantoja seemingly had Moreno's number, and Moreno was coming off a just an absolutely insane performance, and so on and so forth. But now we're in a weird position where they got to fight a fourth, fourth time. So whatever, I'm sure it'll happen. I know I know the UC's already. It's already been leaked or reported that the UC is aiming for that fight for July, uh, the quadrilogy fight. So where at? You know, any, any any info on that? In the not States? as of now. That's not what I've heard. But I've heard that uh, that's what they're aiming for. Maybe they'll do like in Arizona or Texas. You know? Yeah. Even Florida. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I don't know, man. It's it's. I don't know, I'm conflicted about it. Regardless, though, still at the end, of, as far as, like, the card goes, awesome performance. I did think that he won it, as, as depressing as it was, because I'm a huge, huge fan of Askar Askarov. But um, I think that long layoff might have just killed him. Honestly, I think that might be it. But regardless, 
Moving on down the card, Neil Magny defeating Max Griffin. This fight, we talked about how Y was on the main card. He got bumped up to the main card. Insane performance. He wins via split decision. Do you think that Magny actually deserved to get that one? Dude, this is one actually I missed. I came back and I'm like, holy shit, what happened? Oh. Yeah. It was the one I missed on the card. The only one because I went to go get, I ran to the store and got something. Oh yeah, Magny got fucked up early. He, he got, got dropped, rocked. didn't he? Yeah, he got rocked real bad in round one, I believe. Round two was pretty close. Uh-huh. Um, round three was just dominant by Magny, though. Yeah, but at that point, from if I remember, I'm pretty sure Max was pretty tired, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. I'll say this though, Max Griffin, dude. Hey, I mean, 36 years old, he proved that like he's still that guy. Like he, he's. He's still good, man. He's, he's been up and down in his run, but he came on a nice winning streak. And he gave Neil Magny all he could handle, you know. So He went for it. That, he, he did. That. He did. And Neil Magny's still, I mean, it's weird to think about, but, like, he's approaching. Actually, he's already tied GSP for most wins in UFC Walter history. Holy shit. That's insane. And yeah. he's been in the promotion since 2012. He so. had one in there that slowed him down. It was, who was it? Was it, a, was it a Sean Brady or was it a Michael Chiesa? Chiesa. Yeah, I think if he had not lost something to Kiesa, he'd be on a six-fight winning streak. During that shit, he beat the Leech, he beat Anthony Rocco, Martin, Robbie Lawler, Jeff Neal, and Max Griffin. I don't know how. I'm not even gonna lie. Neil Magny might have been a very hard matchup for fucking Sean Brady if he would have beat Kiesa. Oh, I think so. I think that's actually. I think if I that fight might have happened next, if we're being honest. For Sean Brady, but Sean Brady undefeated, bro. I don't know. I mean, well, let's. I mean, if you look at the division. Sean Brady's ranked number eight. Magdy's ranked number nine. Masvidal's not going to fight either one of those guys. Wonder Boy, who knows? Blow Muhammad's going to fight Luke A. Edwards is fighting Weisman. Burns is fighting Hamzat. Colby's Colby. I don't know. He's waiting for the loser of one of those two fights. Yeah, so who knows? Um, or winner. I can see it happening. I can see, see Magny versus Brady happening next. I'll say that. But, um, you know... As far as the rest of the card goes, what are some of the other fights you're going to highlight just on the undercard? Oh, man. Let me look back at it. I had it here a second ago. Uh, I mean, we got to highlight it, man. Uh, there's, there's no secret about it. We talked about it last week. We talked about it this week. We're going to talk about it next week and the week after that. Chris Gutierrez, man, still on his little win streak. He's trucking along. And, I mean, talk about, you know, a guy who deserves a, a ranked opponent next. Like, it's 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 so... I mean, it's so there, right? I mean, who are they going to give him? I mean, they got to give him a pretty good guy, especially since he's such on a nice little run. I mean, they got to give him not even at least something above fifteen, if not just fifteen, you know? Yeah, I mean, they they got to give him somebody, man. I don't know who he could face, but are they going to sacrifice Marlon Marais to Chris Gutierrez? Oh Jesus Christ! I hope not. We still don't have an update on Marlon. He took off his gloves in the cage. I'm assuming he's not retired. Because if, if he is... It he I feel like they would have came out with something by now. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, but um, we haven't heard anything if he's in the UC, he's going to get released, yada yada, we haven't heard shit. So that's a little bit weird. Um, but yeah, dude, we talked about a few years of win streak going in. God damn, did he put the, put the fucking stamp on it, though, dude. Like oh, Beautiful, beautiful. Spinning back fist. He was having trouble, too, in that first round. He was, but yo, it, it doesn't matter. You start match until you finish. Oh, yeah, you're not wrong. I wonder, I mean, they're going to give him Frankie Yeager, another sacrificial lamb. I think, I, you know what's interesting? I still don't know how good Frankie is at this point in his career. Like, I mean, it was I wouldn't a, call him a sacrificial lamb because I just don't know how good he is. Like, he lost to, um, my God, he lost to Sandhagen. Flying. Instantly. So, I mean, we didn't really get to see how that fight was going to go. Um, 
And then obviously he lost to Cheeto Vera in a really close fight, got knocked out right near the end. Before that, it'd be Pedro Minos. So, you know, I have no idea how that one would. Like, I'm not sure if he, that'd be a sacrificial lamb or what. I, I really don't know how good Frankie is. That is Minos. a 40-year-old Frankie Ager, though, Josh. No, no, I'm aware. And, and he's looking – he's been having more issues, but still, we, I, don't, I don't know how it would go. I think a fight would make sense. I'd, like, I'd rather see that. Dude, god damn, 135. That division is so messed up with Frankie's right now. A Sun Sal, four-fight winning streak, losing streak, I believe. At 15, Marlon Marais, four fight losing drink at 14, I believe. O'Malley, Simone, Edgar, lost four or five. Munoz, lost three in a row. Like, it's just... No, 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 they uh, got to push out uh, Marlon and Asansa, dude. No disrespect to those guys, but they need to... Or at least give those guys uh, young up-and-comers to see if they can uh, handle the upcoming talent. You know what I mean? Yeah, they got to. I mean, it's, it's no secret. If Marlon does fight again, his next opponent won't be ranked. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, they got to get both those guys out of the rankings. But UFC does this thing where, like, they'll leave them ranked as long as they can so that way they can give that ranking to somebody new. Oh, you're telling me, dude. I see Jessica I still in the rankings. <laughs> no disrespect, but I mean, she's been there for a while. Yeah, I've been there for a fucking minute. Um, who is Jessica I fighting yet? She's had a fight announced. Uh, she was supposed to be a fight at Manny Fierro on this card, but that got canceled, and then she just got announced. Uh, her new opponent just got announced. Yeah, I don't remember who she's going to be fighting, but I know she just had a fight announced. Casey O'Neill. That's so, our fight. Yeah, that's, there you go. They should, that just makes sense with the rankings thing we just talked about. So, um, yeah, I mean, Chris Gutierrez, but regardless, back to the point, Chris Gutierrez has got to get a ranked guy next. Um, as far as the rest of the card goes, I mean, Manon we talked about her briefly. Defeating Jennifer Maia, it was just dominance on that end. I don't know who they're going to give her next. Lying. She's flying up the rankings. Flying up the rankings. I mean, she, it's kind of crazy to think about. She debuted in, in January 2021. She's already ranked number seven. Oh, None of those fights have even been close I mean, by the end of the year, she'll be top five. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I don't know who they're going to give her next, but, dude, she's working her way up, but she's going up fast, man. Actually, fuck it. Maybe even top three. Potentially. I think the the two toughest matchups for Shevchenko in the division, Mene Faro and Talia Santos. That's what I think. Because her stand-up. Um, huh? Her stand-up is just so good. It's very good. She's Unt- Untested on the ground, though, I think, right? I don't know. Did Maya, did Maya even get to take her down? Uh, I don't believe so. She's apparently a purple belt, a purple belt in jiu-jitsu. So, Bad. you know. Apparently, <laughs> apparently, no, no, no. I, I, There's no real footage of her on the ground, I don't believe. So She did lose to Leah McCord, but that was her, one of her early It was her right? debut. Yeah. Yeah. Whole Luke McCourt's whole whole game is like ground game, so back in like twenty sixteen, I think. Yeah, so it's been a while. Times have changed. Yeah, so um, we'll see what happens there. You know, um, I might have to look Matisse, that up later. Nicolau got a nice win over David Dobrak. Oh man, did you watch that? I did not, dude. It was uh, you, you watched Matias Nicolau uh, fight. Uh, we thought he lost that fight against Manel. Remember that? Yeah. Dude, he could have got David Dvorak out of there multiple times. He was just afraid. I wouldn't say afraid to go in, but wasn't fully committed to take a shot, give one, because he could have put him out, dude. And I mean, honestly, if he wasn't doing like just enough as much as he was, dude, that fight could have slipped out of his hands again, or almost slipped out. Like he was gonna maybe go to another split decision mm. uh, when he didn't have to. He's gonna have to kind of start putting the sample on some of these fights, man, because uh, he's so talented, dude. But for some reason, he just doesn't put it all out there and he's had multiple fights like that i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. 
Because he's so talented. He's so good. You see it. It's just like, just commit a bit more, man. You know, just commit a bit more and you can maybe even get these guys out of there. Yeah, and he's only he's only 29, so he just turned 29, actually. So it could just be that he's not fully at that level yet. But, I mean, we'll see, dude. 3-5 winning streak, though. 18-2-1, and 18, two and one, another guy in the division that, like, had the division be working, like, on its normal pace. He might be fighting for a title soon, but yeah. nowhere close now. Um, yeah, man, nice night of fights. Very, very nice night of fights. A whole lot. Obviously, we have a break this week. Then next week, though, we got the pay-per-view, dude. Oh, we come uh, back, baby. We come back we hard. We come back hard, fast, strong. Uh, Volkanovski, Korean Zombie, Sterling, Cheater Young, too. Uh, Gilbert Burns, Hamzat Jemayev, Mackenzie Duran, Tisha Torres, Olenek, Latifi. God damn, what a main card, dude. What a main card. Um, fights all around. Honestly, that's gonna be a, that's, and, uh, even that undercard stack, too, dude. So, that's gonna be dope. That's gonna be dope. That's next week. However, because there is no card this week, not UFC, no Bellator, no boxing, no nothing. We've been ahead and took some fan questions. We'll get to those in a minute. We do have some MMA news to tackle before that, though. So there's just a couple of headlines. Obviously, there's some recent stuff that um, you guys actually asked about, so a bit of a slow news section. But um, just a couple of stories to go ahead and tackle here. Dude, they are giving Alex Bahia the fast track. Now, we oh, said yeah. this, that they're going to do this for a while. I don't even think we've thought they would do this move. No, I wasn't Alex, expecting No, yeah, not expecting it at all. Alex Bahia, UC 277, I believe that is a July card. Don't quote me on that. Um, but that's going to be this summer regardless. And still unranked, I feel like I should point that out. Alex Bahia is still unranked. He's going to be fighting the fourth-ranked middleweight on the planet. <laughs> four. Unranked versus four, Sean Strickland. He's on an unbeaten streak at middleweight. And, uh, you know, this isn't... First of all, are you surprised that they did this move? And secondly, what are your thoughts on the matchup itself? I mean, I'm surprised they chose Sean Strickland of all people, first of all. But, I mean, I guess they thought that's a good matchup in their eyes, which I don't know if it's going to be. You know what I mean? Mm. We'll see. Obviously, when that fight comes around, we'll definitely talk about it a significantly more amount. But uh, yeah, they shocked me with this one, Josh. I mean, they, they like uh, like when someone wants to, you shocked the shit out of me. They shocked the shit out of me, man. Yeah, uh, same page. I mean, I'm extremely shocked they decided to make this match, this matchup. Because I mean, for a lot of reasons too. Because like this is a fight that, like, dude, I don't want to say like Sean Strickland. I don't want to say it's a guaranteed win. By no means it is. But dude, the man can grapple. Like we forget because he's like. <laughs> He's literally fucking insane, uh, and he typically does a lot of stand-up. But the man can grapple. He can. Um, a lot of it is used defensive grappling, but, dude, I mean, if you're getting out-grappled by the guy whose name I can't even remember. Um, oh, my God. But he is not his last opponent, the one before that. The, the guy before he fought Bruno Silva. Mm-hmm. I can't remember, remember his name. I can't remember his name, but I know exactly who you're talking about. And, you know, yeah, uh, let's be honest. If, if you know who you're talking about, if you know about Alex Pahe, you know about his last opponent. Yeah, the Spartan. Andreas uh, Matilis, I think. Something like that. I think that's his name. Really hard name to pronounce. That's how I remember it. Um, Anyways, he was out grappling, dude. And Sean Strickland, he's going to back him up to the fence. 
He's going to use some grappling. He has insane cardio. I wish this was actually a main event rather than a uh, like a, a three rounder. I would have loved to see. You know, like sometimes they'll do like five round fights for that aren't like title fights or whatever. I would love to see that for this card. For some reason, they're not doing it, which is kind of lame. Um, By the way, but, if he wins, does he fight Izzy right after, or does oh, they make dude, him do yeah. one more? Yeah, they got to. The winner of this has to fight for a title. I don't know who else they, they could do. The disrespect on Jerry can't ask me. No, I mean, oh, I mean, Jared's gonna, Jared's gonna fight him. We know that. I, when I'm talking about I, mean, I, 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 oh, man, I'm so bothered by that. Why? I just don't look. I just wish they would have gave, they would have just gave the rematch to Derek before the Jared fight. I thought he was deserving of it. I thought he had done enough. Yeah, I think so too. But it's pretty clear they did not want him to fight for the title. I know. It's some bullshit. It is bullshit. Um. Yeah, man. I mean, it's 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 frustrating. But at the end of the day, I don't really know. It's, I mean, as far as they they got to give it to Jared. I'll say that. He's worked his way up. He's done everything right. I am bummed that they did not give the shot to Brunson whenever he deserved it. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. Um, the winner of this should fight the winner of Kennedy or Adesanya. I'll put it like that. Um, I don't even know who else, could, who else it could be. Because Vittori is going to be fighting Whitaker. And I, I like both those guys. But they both got to get multiple wins before they get a trilogy fight with Izzy. That's just the way it works. Um, which I know is both of their goals. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I like this fight a lot, though. I'm surprised they're doing it, but I like it a lot. Um, but keeping on moving down the line in terms of MMA news, this one, um, I'm not really sure what to say about it. But I feel like we have to cover it because everybody else is. Um, and I'm sure you've heard the news. This is, like, the craziest, the craziest story based off of how it's going in court. So Chael Sonnen... Back in December, he was arrested. Um, it might have even been, like, right after, like, an Eagle SC car. It was, like, the weekend he was covering something for ESPN, I believe. So he was busy. Um, was it, like, a week after all the John shit? Um, no, because John got – John allegedly beat the shit out of his wife in September. This is how this happened in December. I'm on. I believe, but I believe it was right after like a big card. Like, what's what was the December card? I can't remember. Um, the pay per view. But regardless, he was in Vegas for it. I'm pretty sure it was like the weekend or whatever. And he got charged with like five counts of battery. And then, like a week or two later, all charges were dropped. And that's whenever we started hearing about like, oh, Chael was defending his wife or something. And I love Mr. Sun. I'll be straight up, Chael Sun might be one of my favorite. Like, fired of all time. Like, I, I remember whenever I was, like, 14, 15, I would watch hours compilations of Chael Sonnen talking shit. Like, that was just, like... You, you still don't do that? <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. You're right, actually. Um, like, my my favorite, the most underrated funny uh, moment in MMA history was where Chael Sonnen went on The Celebrity Apprentice, and he cut, like, they had, like, to do some challenge on, like, a computer. And he cut, like... <laughs> The, he, he cut, like, a power cord or some shit. Oh, my God. So they could get more time. Like, so he like he literally just did some fucking... Some fuckery. Some, uh, splinter cell type shit and just <laughs> get more time. He got kicked oh off the show. That's comedy. It's so funny. And nobody talks about it. Big, underrated, funny MMA moment in MMA history. So there you go. But as far as um, this story goes, so all, ch- uh, all the charges related to Chael dropped... They were dropped. I don't know what the exact term is, but there's a legal term for whenever they drop them, but they're like, 
we can re-bring up charges if there's more evidence that comes in the future. Um, I believe it's called, like, with prejudice, I think is, like, what they call it. Like, charges were dropped with prejudice, or something along those lines. I'm very dumb. I don't know anything about court-related proceedings and shit. So, in case it's not very obvious. So then, a month goes by, they bring up, like, 17 charges on jail. Jesus. It was, like, one count of felony battery, and I believe... Okay, yeah, I actually have to pull it up in front of me now. One count of felony battery and ten misdemeanors, including alleged choking of one person, striking of a female, among others. So then, five of those misdemeanors are dropped yesterday... And the felony charge is also dropped. So right now he's looking at about six misdemeanors. Chill's very, very rich. He does not have a back. He does not have like any other previous law enforcement law enforcement incidents. Luckily, he'll probably be fine, you know. But regardless, um, what a crazy story. I mean, what is your take on this whole situation with Chill? Because it's been such a roller coaster of like a situation. I mean, when the first when the situation first came out, I mean, it was so out of context. Like we didn't know what had happened, and then we find out what happened. I was like, oh, okay. I mean, shit, I don't give a fuck. Chill beat up, like, five dudes. <laughs> Man, if there's any footage of that, I'd love to see it. Right? That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, I mean, he beat up... I mean, the whole the whole story was, like, he... he if, you, if you read it, it was, like, he punched one man, elbowed another man in the chest, kneed one in the face, struck another, choked another. Like, just some crazy shit. Um... It's a bad look, though, man. I mean, I'm a huge, like I said, I'm a huge jail fan. So I, I did some digging. I read into the police reports. Because um, there's been, like, there were some stories out there that, like, he's being sued over this, obviously. And they were, like, he put up a female against the law, uh, up against the wall, and he started choking her. And, and he struck her multiple times, you know. And But that's just from a lawsuit. And, obviously, if he's getting sued, that's their side situation. That's not factual. But the police reports... Like, his wife had injuries, and she was sleeping in bed, and apparently Chael was, like, his defense is like, I took an Ambien, I don't remember shit. That was his defense. And I'm like, man, that's a bad look, but also, man, have you heard about Ambien stories, Angel? No. Dude, ne- uh, look, I'll say this much, dude. I've read some shit online, because I've heard news from Rachel, but like, so, let's say, is this even, like, a, a, like a feasible defense in the court of law? Apparently it is. If, dude, Ambien, and granted, this is just Ambien, but I feel this is, this is the case for a lot of sleep drugs. You can have a lot of bad side effects, you know. There are stories of people, like, taking Ambien and waking up, like, and waking up, like, hours later in a completely different town. They don't remember driving, they don't remember doing anything. Like, I'd recommend you read some of these stories. Like, you can just look them up, dude. Like, there's a lot of insane side effects. So, is that, a, apparently that is, like, a reasonable, somewhat reasonable court defense, um, especially if, since Chael has no misdemeanors or any other situation like this. Who knows, dude? Um, especially if you, like, stay up, too. Like, you get a lot of fucked up side effects, so... We'll see what happens, though. Uh, very interesting story, though. Very, very interesting. Um, I'm, I mean, look, dude, if they keep on knocking down misdemeanors, I think Chael's gonna be fine. I understand that everybody's really stressed out about it, and it's, like, a bad look, but... Look, man, if, if Mr. Sonnen took some sleeping pills and doesn't remember anything... I'm somewhat inclined to believe him. <laughs> Never heard anything bad about Chael in my life. So, um, there you go. Um, last kind of news to hit before we get into fan questions. Angel. For legal reasons, I'm not going to talk a whole lot about one. 
one X, one championship, one FC. Uh, but I do feel inclined to talk about this situation, this fight that happened last week, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson defeating Rog Tom. Now, this is a part of a huge card they're having one X to lose for the 10-year anniversary. And on this card, they had Demetrius Johnson taking on Rog Tom, obviously the Muay Thai legend, still only 24 years old, I believe. And it was one round Muay Thai, another round of MMA, one round Muay Thai, another round of MMA. Dude, DJ goes in there on some goat shit. He stands in the pocket, trades Rod Tong for the first round, goes out, takes him down, submits him in the second. I'm not really going to go ahead and ask your thoughts on the fight because I've talked to you a lot about it, and I know that you went ahead and, uh, you know, said it on Twitter, goat shit, I believe, was what you said. Um, I kind of know your thoughts on that. But for his legacy, man, do you think this helps him in a kind of big way? Because I'm kind of inclined to think this kind of, everything about this fight exemplifies everything about how good DJ is. No, yeah, definitely. You know how some of those, it's kind of like, uh, oh, I can't compare it to anything. But you know how some guys have those fights back in the day, you know, in Pride or in even some other shit where they fought, like, some guy, just gonna, like, you know, when fucking BJ Penn fought, uh, what's his name? Uh, Machida. Machida. Like, that shit's cool, man. Like, did he, did he win it? No. But the fact that he fought Machida went the distance and actually, like, did kind of, like, fucked up Machida a bit at one point in the fight. He, he rocked him, I believe, and he, yeah, he also won a round. Yeah, like, that that shit's awesome. It's kind of like that, and the best part is he won the fight against Rotong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a special rules bout, right? I mean, it wasn't like a, uh, you know, a, I guess, no grappling, only stand-up fighter, MMA fighter, just a strictly Muay Thai fight or whatever, or even kickboxing. But it was still cool, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, it was sick. I mean, I thought this kind of exemplified everything about... Who DJ is. See, I heard him talk about this on, on the MMA Hour before we fought Rock Song. He's like, you know what? I see guys like Jake Paul, and he wasn't specifically trying to take a shot at Jake specifically, but he's like, I see guys like him calling out guys, and I see the other way around for like, oh, why don't you come fight in MMA? Why don't you fight in boxing? Calling out guys from different sports, yada, yada, yada. Just fucking do it. Go fight him in their sport. Who cares if he lose? At the end of the day, I'm not worried about losing to Rock Song because I can just say, I can wake up and be like, you know what? Fuck it. I lose. It happens. Or at least I tried, you know? I went out and did yeah. something crazy. I'm 35 years old. not going to have the time to do this forever, you yeah. know? And that's some goat shit. And he goes out, and people, I saw some people getting him shit, you know? I will say most of it was respect. I know you saw a lot of DJ slander on the, on the timeline, you know? Um, but I saw a lot of people giving him respect because, dude, he went in there, and the first round, he was on the back foot for sure. But, dude, he was trading in there. He cracked Rod Tom a couple of times. But the dude has a chin made of adamantium, so he didn't go down, you know. Um, DJ's not a huge yeah. hitter anyway, but still, I mean, he cracked him a couple of times. Look, it, it, this is not going to be – whenever DJ's career ends within the next probably five years or so, uh, which is pretty sad, but he's had an insane run already. Yeah, it uh, happens to everybody, right? Like everybody. It happens to everybody, you know. Um, at 35, to be doing what he's doing in such a, in such a like, lightweight class, still crazy anyways, but um, – you know, regardless, Linder's career ends like five years. We're not, we're not really going to be talking about this one. All hey, 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 we got we got to shout out Rotan too. He didn't tap either. He went to sleep. No, he didn't. He went to sleep. He and you know what? He did a lot better job fighting the hands. And because DJ got his back early in the round, um, he did better than I would expect. Um, but it's I mean, he still got choked out. So oh, yeah, yeah. it happens. It happens. I mean, what do you uh, hear from a guy who's never fought, you know, MMA his whole life? Literally never fought life. MMA. That's what's crazy to me about this. Because a lot of the times they do these, like, mixed rules bouts. Sometimes they'll have some experience, you know? Um, but, dude, like, 
Broad Talk, that was the only time he's ever done anything MMA related, I believe. Really? I thought he's so. done something else. Might be wrong, but. Yeah, I mean, you might be right, but. <sighs> yeah, man, that was, that was impressive as fuck. Like I said, it's not gonna be a fight that we're ever gonna be talking about, like, historically for DJ. It did not matter a whole lot, but for me, it just kind of exemplified everything about how good of an athlete he is and the risks he's willing to take, you know? Just such an awesome moment for he, for him to kind of get his flowers. Cause I very rarely have seen DJ during his current run in, in one championship. You don't see him get talked about a whole lot because one's not talked about a whole lot, you know? Um, obviously he, he had a nice run through like the, the Grand Prix and he won it. He lost the fight with Adrian Morais, but Adrian Morais might be the best fighter outside, you know, the UFC at the moment. So, one of them at least. One of many. Let's just one be of many. He's, he's, but he's very, very skilled. Um, and he also, he also looks huge next to DJ, so, you know, there you go. Um, yeah, man, solid performance. Love to see it. Goddamn DJ's a legend. We gotta appreciate him while he's here, man. We really gotta. I feel like this is the most time I've seen anybody appreciate DJ. Um, but dude, we gotta appreciate him while he's here, man. While he's here, man. I mean, I know that you and I do. Um, we saw him live fight, fuck up Wilson Hayes years ago. So. That was awesome. We're, we're huge fans of DJ. I, we both have him near the top of the GOAT discussion, if not number one. Um, so, shout yeah, out man. Shout out him. You got you to show your respect at the end of the day. One of the GOATs never gets talked about because he left the UC and because the average MMA fan has, like, the, you know, the time span of, like, a goldfish, you know? Like, they really don't – like, they really – anybody who's – Kamaru's the GOAT angel, you know? Like, yeah, guys come up all the time, you know? Volk is the greatest 145er of all time. That's just the way it goes, man. That's just the way it goes. But yeah, DJ's a goat, straight up. He might be the goat. Um, as far as the news, I told the God, but we're going down with some fan questions. We scoured the globe for some fan questions. We did get a couple of them. I know. Um, we went far. We went to Iceland. You know, we went to uh, Abu we Dhabi. Far and wide, asking people. Uh, we were in Singapore for a bit. We even visited Thailand, and now we're back here. <laughs> for sure, man. So, uh, got a couple of these off the IG and off Twitter. Uh, first one from at Quinn Houston, I believe, on Instagram. Thoughts on Hamzat being such a massive favorite to Burns? Now, I knew that Hamzat was a was a favorite. Um, is but he? I actually, huh? Is he a favorite? I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I knew he was a favorite, and I knew that he was like a like a three to one favorite, I believe. But Come I on. checked it, Angel. He is as high as a sixty one six to one favorite on some betting lines. I see a minus 590 on Tapology. So I'm on fightodds.io, and you get, like, the whole the whole gambit from a bunch of different sites. Uh-huh. Everywhere has them at minimum minus 500. I see them as high as a plus – it's not plus, excuse me – minus 620. So five to six to one favorite. That is insane to me. Like, I understand that we might – I mean, what are your results on that? Because I feel like we kind of – we That's have high – yeah, I mean, we, we, I feel like we kind of value Gilbert Burns higher than the average person. That's because um, we actually know about fighting, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true, because I feel like everybody. I watched like, this shit. Everybody I, says, like, you know, dude, Colby's the only one to ever challenge Kamaru, as if, like, Gilbert Burns didn't spend the majority of that fight fucking up Kamaru and dropping. He's the only person to drop Kamaru. Oh, my God, dude, I fucking hate that fight. I go back, watch it, and I think I lose my fucking mind watching it. He was so close, dude. He was so close. It wasn't even that, dude. I'm just pissed that he stayed on the ground. <laughs> fair enough, man. Yeah, fair enough. He uh, he had him rocked badly. So I understand that, like, we view him different because we, you know, we know about fighting. Uh, but dude, that is insane to me that he is a five to six to one, you know, 
favorite. That's insane. Granted, um, we'll talk about the fight next. This is not a whole lot to say about this one because like we'll talk about it next week. But we'll give our full thoughts. I mean, it, I mean that's that's not that far from now. But it, it, just finding that out, I didn't realize he was a. Uh... That big of a favorite, though. That and we're not a, even a fight week yet, so it's only going to get bigger. People are going to put more money. Well, I mean, it could change. It could change. People, you know, once uh, it could. Yeah, I mean, it it could get bigger. But let's be honest. You, honestly, or it get tighter. It could get tighter. That's happened too. Yeah, we'll see what happens though. Um, it could still change, but as of right now, five to six to one favorite. You know, um, actually, I was wrong. One place sports bet currently has Hamzat in a nine to one favorite. Fuck. Bet there, <laughs> right? Bet <laughs> yeah, there on Gilbert if you want to make some another place, money seven to one Bovada. So I, I actually misread it. Yeah, there's some place where he's even bigger of a favorite. So yeah, that's too. like minus five hundred is like the floor. Jesus. Okay. Um, it's even worse. So yeah, that's insane to me. Um, we'll talk about odds in a minute though, because uh, our boy Nate asked a good question about uh, upsets and so on and so forth. But this is actually a good question coming from Leslie. Uh, Leslie Chubbuck on Instagram. The GOAT. Never heard of her. <laughs> Never heard of her. Um, but <laughs> up-and-coming MMA fighter to watch right now. It's actually a really good question, I thought. Uh, up-and-coming. So, I guess that's different than established, right? Correct. So who's somebody that, like, they could be outside the UFC, maybe not even fighting in the UFC, maybe not even ranked, who you kind of look at as like, you know what? This person could be a contender in the future. Oh man, this is this would have been a good one to ask beforehand, Josh. Not gonna lie, because I could have done it's in the chat. I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> oh, oh, no, 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 I actually already have one. Uh, Mohammed Mokayev. I knew you were gonna say Mokayev, man. Mohammed Mokayev. I think the best, the best prospect in MMA right now, in my opinion, young. I'm talking legitimate prospect, not like somewhat established with a fair bit of fights, even though he has fought a lot at the amateur level. It's Mohammed Mokayev. Yeah, he not- has only one fight in UFC, so I'll let that one go. You know. Which makes um, sense. That's 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 a young talent. You know, that's a prospect. You know, a guy who doesn't have a lot of fights, doesn't have a lot of experience, is on the come up. Mm. Yeah, I can respect that. Now, I'm kind of, in, I'm not sure if I want to say this one because, like, she's kind of established, but I'm not sure too many people actually do know of her. Because, uh, oh shit, she did just get ranked. Never mind. I was gonna say Aaron Blanchfield because she's 22, only two fights in the UFC. I think, I think you could have done that last year. I think last year that would have been a good pick. But I think you could still say that now. I mean, I don't think I have an issue with that. Oh, yeah, I'll go with her. Because I feel like some people don't really pay attention to flyweight. She only has only two fights in the UFC. She's won a both uh, in, like, dominant fashion. Like, let me see. It was, like, 30, uh, I, 26. I, 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 can I, I give a I'll give a female, too, since she gave a, since she gave a female. I think, I think that's only fair. I see uh, Josie Nunes. I think she's fun, too. I think she has a lot of potential. Uh, Mini Tyson girl. I love her. She's oh, real small. Oh, yeah. Okay. She beat uh she put out Bay Malecki. That's that's a good pick. That's a good pick. Um, she has two really good performances already in the UFC, and well, she uh fought Talia Santos outside of the UFC. That's her yeah, only that's a loss. good pick. That's a very good pick. Um, the one I'm actually gonna say, uh, for since you gave a male and a female, I'm gonna go ahead and give a male as well. Uh, this guy is only 24, and he's only fought on UFC fight nights. He's not looked very impressive, but because of his how young he is. I'm still inclined to think he's the real deal. Nick Maximov out of Nick Diaz Academy. This kid is only 24, 24 years old. He's won two fights in the UC, one via split. The other one was not very impressive either, Cody, Brun- Cody Brundage. But this kid is so young, he's only going to get better. And I'm excited to watch him continue, like, in the UFC. I really Ooh. think that's the kid that, like... You know who we fucked up that we could have said, too? 
Who? Casey's very own David Onama, bro. David Onama. That's another good pick. That's another good pick. There's a lot of good young talent. And I realize this is like a USC. I believe this is a USC question. Let me make sure. Oh, it was just MMA, not USC. Okay, I mean, well, shit. I was, was going to say. MMA, we could say guys who aren't even prospects, like guys who aren't in the USC. Yeah, I mean, I was going to drop a couple, like, belt names. You know what I mean? Like, there's a couple of those wrestlers they picked up that are, like, the real deal Holyfield. You know what I'm saying? Like, like a couple of those guys that are, like, they even went ahead and went out and, like, picked them up as far as, like, like, they barely, they have, like, essentially no MMA experience. The big one that I'm actually going to go and drop, uh, Pat Downey. Um, have you heard of that Pat Downey at all? For the name. So Pat Downey, um, interesting story. This kid's a monster wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a D1 All-American for, I believe, Iowa or Iowa State. I don't really remember. He's, he's 29 now, but he had a lot of legal issues. I believe he got cleared yeah. of them. Um, oh, let's actually, hope, no, man. he did He did not, actually. Oh, uh, never mind. Yeah, he had, whenever he was a, um... He was in high school, and he had uh, first-degree assault, and uh, he went to jail for a little bit. He had robbery whenever he was in high school. He had really fucked up. Like He, he had a lot going on. He eventually went ahead and got his life on track. He uh, became like an All-American and um, tried out for the Olympics somewhat recently as well. Uh, great wrestler. Bellator signed him. They decided, you know, let's, 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 let's risk it on this kid. He decided they signed him earlier this year. He was supposed to make his debut. Uh, he was actually supposed to fight in April, but he had to pull out because he got um, red skin syndrome, which I'm not sure you heard about. Um, but he should be fine. So, yeah, that's a kid that I'm really looking forward to. Pat Downey. Um, you just your boy Cody Law. I'm surprised. Oh, well, I mean, I've talked with Cody Law enough. I think most people that know. Like, <laughs> like, uh, I guess I should tell the Bellator guy. I'll do another Bellator. I'll do Romero Cotton, dude. That guy's a fucking savage. Also from Kansas. So, That's a good pick. That's a good gotta pick. Give, gotta give some love. I know he had some legal troubles too when he was young and he was a national, national champion, but at second division, but still very impressive. No hate, obviously. Uh, and yeah, I mean, shout out to him. There's, there's a lot of good talent. You could, you can, uh, I think right now, man, you can watch the PFL, the UFC, 1FC, Bellator, and you can find a young talent that you can get attached to real quick. Well, now since you said him, I'm gonna pick it up. No, I'm fucking around. <laughs> no, I mean, the one, the one I am gonna say, uh, I can't believe we forgot him. Bo Nickel. Dude, oh. I can't believe we did not mention Bo Nickel. Um, Olympian, incredible, incredible wrestler, uh, three-time D1 national champion. He was the guy that mazzled LeBron in camp. I believe he's had two amateur fights, and he's uh, both won. He's won one via first-round submission, the other one via first-round knockout. Still has not made his pro debut, so... Bo Nickel's going to be a fucking problem, guys. Let me just tell you. That's another one you got to go Just you fucking wait. Did you wait? Till I see you next time, Angel. <laughs> if you lay a finger on me, I'm pressing chart. No, I'm joking around. <laughs> I'm joking around. I'm joking around. Um, another one. Uh, what's your take? Uh, God damn it. What's your take on Will Smith slapping Chris Rock, Angel? I don't really care about this one, but everybody's talking about it. I don't really care about this one either. I, whatever. You know, All right, cool. Moving on. Happen. Um, it's just, I think it's really funny. Like, I think it's fun. I think I, I, like, I, I, you know, it's funny. I feel like. 20 years ago, no one could, I feel like no one really would have give a fuck as much as they do now. Yeah, I was thinking the fact that it was on camera, like live television made it bigger, but... uh Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't I mean, see... Like, there's some people that are, like, making it like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. Like, dude, it's not a big deal. It's two millionaires having a beef. I really don't care. Yeah. Like... And no one's getting sued, so... Nobody's getting sued. Nobody pressed charges. So, 
Everybody's cool. Yeah, I really... I mean, there's a lot of jokes I want to make right now, but just with everything that's going on right now in the world and getting canceled over some shit, I'm not trying to make any. Yeah, I really... I honestly don't care. Um, As far as... uh, Yeah, I don't really care about that one. I think it's funny, though. Um, This one's coming from our boy Nate. Nate Beggs, former host of the show. Uh, We should get Nate on in the future, man. That'd be fun. Um, But regardless, Nate Beggs, if Zombie beats Volk next week... Would that be the biggest upset in UC history? Absolutely not. Really? No. Do you I think it's up there? Yeah, it's probably decently up there, but look, to me, I genuinely think that Zombie's one of those sneaky guys who can maybe beat him. I don't know. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't want to give my prediction now, necessarily, but I do think he's a sneaky guy who, in the division, he could beat on a good day pretty much everybody in this division. You know what I mean? He's just that kind of guy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's really just one of those guys that maybe you don't think about it, maybe you don't expect it necessarily, but he really could. Mm-hmm. You really could, man. Yeah, no, I I, I agree. Um, granted, since I you know we were talking about like betting wise, I decided to go ahead and uh, pull this one up as well. Angel, we would be. We both have a lot of respect for Korean Zombie, and that's I think sometimes that's you get we know worked. about fights. We know man. about fighting, but like just just guess. Like, I'm, guess I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's bigger than Hosmot and Gilbert, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's not even really close either. Uh, the floor, Bovod has him in minus four fifty, and I'm like, oh okay, that's four and a half to, to one. That's not too bad. That's like the floor, dude. Most places have him bare minimum seven to one. Some places have him as high as ten to one. Yeah. Going off of that, it would be one of the biggest sets in UFC history. I don't personally see it that way. I think Volk no. is so good, but Korean Zombie could crack. It's like I it's like I told you when we talked about the whole uh, Juliana Pena Amanda Nunes thing and yeah. uh, and the uh, GSP and uh, Matt Sarah. Sarah. Yeah. But like I told you at the time, you got to think about it. GSP wasn't established. Like, GSP was on a good run. He was a champ, but he was not established like the GSP we know now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was an upset, but it wasn't, like, one of the biggest. Like, it, it was because of, you know, the betting line and all that. But in hindsight, it wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't as big as Juliana Payne Amanda Nunes because at that point, now Amanda's established as the greatest female fighter of all time. And Juliana had not done much of anything in years. Yeah. Like she beat Sarah McMahon, but she was losing that fight, and, like, she did not look very good. She got it because yeah. she got the fight because, like, there was nobody else around. Especially you know? in the fashion it happened and everything. Obviously, that doesn't play part into it. But the thing is, I think if Zombie came out and he beat Volk, I'd be like, holy shit, that's crazy. I didn't expect it. But to me, it wouldn't be a bigger upset than Julian Opinia, you know, Amanda over Amanda Nunes. Yeah. yeah. Also, also that, um, another one, I for me... I always think it's going to be Bisping Rockle too. I mean, I love Bisping, dude, and I, I, I remember we watched that card. We were playing COD Black Ops Three Zombies, and we had the card on like in the background, like we we're talking about Xbox Live. Shout really out. fun night. I'm not sure you remember, but I remember I lost my shit with Bisping because I'm such a huge Bisping fan, and I really your dad came out. Like, I remember that. That was the yeah, night. it was yeah. it was hilarious. He's like, dude, why the fuck are you yelling? It's midnight. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was like awesome. But dude. It, that one will always be the biggest because, like, he took that fight on, like, 15 days' notice. He got destroyed by him when they fought just, like, a year previous. It was not like there was a huge gap in time. He lost to him 15 months before that. 
badly. He got knocked down and he got submitted. He got brutalized in that fight. Comes out and knocks him out. Easily. I know, but when you hear the context of that, it makes so much more sense. Yeah, it'll always be. It'll always be the only took it on two weeks' notice. And 15 months before that, he got messed up, goes in. Oh, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the the fight that he lost. Did you ever, like, uh, listen to him talk about that? What do you mean? The uh, the eye was already fucked up, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, it was. It's been and, messed and, up. And, and, and during that fight, he fucked up the other eye, so he couldn't see very – he was basically blind. I think the blood was dripping into his good eye, and it was basically just blinding him. So he's basically blind during the fight. Yeah. So yeah. even even then, that could have played out. Different if that doesn't well, matter. Well, his eyes messed up since the Vitor fight, I believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, man, it'd be up there just by virtue of betting-wise, but I would not be that shocked. I mean, I'd be surprised for sure, but, like... Oh, no, it'd be shocking. That, that it would not be, be the biggest upset ever. No, I wouldn't consider it. I don't even think it'd be close. Yeah, I also think that we kind of put a lot of stock in Zombie, though. I feel like just a lot of people, a lot of people, like, just saw him lose to Ortega, and I feel like a lot of people just don't really give him any respect because of that. As yeah. if Brian Ortega's not one of the best fighters on the planet. Like, yeah, he got messed up by him, but, like, he got rocked so early in that fight where he's talked about, like, yeah, I don't remember fighting the last four rounds. Like, that, which is Holy scary fuck. as fuck. But, um... He went yeah. distance, too, so... Yeah, he did. So, you know, I would not be that... I'd, I'd be surprised, but it would not be insane to me. And he's with Coach um, Cejudo, too, and we've seen the, the... And then, like, the people that have been going to that camp, I mean, they had Whaley Zhang, Yuri's out there right now training. They got Korean Zombie. They have Davison. I mean, that camp is full of killers right now. The Tracy Cortez has been out there training, too. And, I mean, other people... Uh, I like how you tried to slip in Tracy Cortez in there. Like, we're like, <laughs> Whaley like, Zhang, Yuri Prohoshka, the zombie. I mean, she's a young talent. No, no, she is, but... You know, I'm not going to say anything more. I just thought yeah. it was funny. That's, I mean, that's my cousin's girl, bro. I need to shout her out, bro. I can't, I can't, you know, not shout out cousin's girl. No, 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 I know. But I'm just saying, I thought it was funny. Because you're, like, talking about, like, established champions and future champions. Just, like, just you wait, Josh. Tracy Cortez, future champion 2024. Just you wait till I see you next time, Angel. Just you wait till I see you next time. <laughs> um, <laughs> I thought it was, I'm not, hey, I agree with you. She's great, dude. She's great. I. I was there for the start of her career, bro. I was. I saw her a couple times. Great. I know you did. We need, we need to go uh, back. I hope Invicta. I hope we need to go out Invicta sometime, man. I wanted to go to Larry Last of that. I'm down to go in the future. But, yeah, man, she, she's great. But, you know. Uh, last question. It's from at Toad Jogan on Twitter. Shout out. I believe. I'm, I'm assuming that's like a Joe Rogan reference. But, um, Probably. Thoughts on Nate Diaz requesting to be released? I, uh, do you think this is actually just a ploy? For him to get more money and get a fight, or do you think he actually wants out? I don't know. Maybe he's just tired of waiting. I think that's just what it is. Just a little frustration. Mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's mainly what it is more than anything. I don't think it's necessarily like a big, like, like scheme or anything like that. Because he's not even saying anything wild. He's just like, please, respectfully release me. You know, give me a fight. I don't even think that's so. I don't think it's much of anything to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm on the same page. I really don't. I don't want to say I don't care. But Josh, I think Josh is like, I don't care. <laughs> they need to just give him a fight already. It's kind of getting ridiculous. We've been hearing about him and Poirier. They both said they want to do it. It makes it, it would make them a ton of money. Yes, Nate might leave, but like, who gives a fuck? Because, like, if you don't want him to leave, offer him, offer him money. <laughs> it's as simple as that. If you don't want him to leave, offer him a good contract, offer him another contract. It's literally the ball is in their court. Like, it's, it's, extremely, extremely stupid at this point in time. But that's just my opinion. I don't think it's like a big ploy. I I, I truly don't. I don't think he wants to leave, but I think he's, just, he's frustrated. He wants to fight, you know? 
he sees his, his, his buddy, Yankee Medeiros, sitting inside a belt door. He's like, dude, I'm going <laughs> to fight Hawaii. You know? Let me bang. You know, it's funny. I saw Jake Shields talk about, uh, cause a lot of people were like, oh, he wants out to go box, you know, uh, Jake Paul. I saw Jake Shields talk about it. He's like, Nate doesn't want to fight Jake. He doesn't think he's earned the right to face him, you know? Um, and then he'd only do it for like so much, like, he's like, it has to be like 15 mil. I don't know about that, but that's what, that, I believe that's what Jake Shields said. I could be, true. I could be like misremembering. Yeah, yeah, Josh, but you, you've seen Jake Shields tweets and, uh, yeah, that's all I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, and, we'll you've also, and you've also seen Jake Shields fight, so. Yeah, no, that's all I need I'll to leave say. it at that. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. But regardless, thank you for all the fan questions, guys. Um, I did have to cut a couple of them out, but just they were not good questions. Um, no, hate, no hate, no hate. No hate, no hate. It's all good. Um, overall, though, hope you guys did enjoy the show. Angel, is there anything else we talk about before we close out? No, it's it a banger, man. It was a little little shorter than usual, maybe, potentially. I think maybe we just hit no, the No, actually, it was longer than last week. This is an hour and eight minutes. Oh, never mind. We, we just went over. But, uh, I mean, next week we're back with a pay-per-view. Preview that. Belter's going to be back. We'll be back and rolling. Obviously, it sucks to have a little week break, but I mean, we still able to recap last week, give a little bit of news, give a couple of thoughts out there, which is kind of, it's kind of a nice change of man, you know, not, not having to, uh, look into a card and have to prep for a card and all that and feel the pressure of it. But, uh, yeah, I know. This, this is a nice little change of pace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. I enjoyed this episode. Obviously, it was, it's kind of nice to have a week off, but, you know, I'll be chilling, um, watching WrestleMania. So it's all good, guys. It's all good. You know, uh, AEW's popping right now. WWE's popping. It's all good. It's all good. Don't always gotta talk about MMA. I won't say anything more, because I know that our fans probably don't give a shit, but, you know, like, um, regardless, this was a, this is a fun, fun one to do. Um, I like taking fan questions every once in a while. Um, don't want to overdo it, but yeah, appreciate all the people who sent in questions. Appreciate you guys for listening. Uh, at Josh Shovenoff on Twitter for me, at AngelOtego underscore 01 for you, at Courtside Sound for all things the show. Hope you guys enjoyed. Peace and butt grease. Mouse click. <laughs>